This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis people who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation, and welcome back to the flagship show here to have a look back at our, our week nine in fantasy terms. Uh, I'm your host, Dan, here, and I'm joined as ever by Murph. Murph, good evening. How are you, sir? Good evening, Dan. I'm still recovering from yesterday's games. I feel like... Um... I feel like the NFL was on energy saving mode. I feel like it was like kind of ran out of juice halfway through <laughs> and it just sort of muddled in. There was a few unexpected twists, I'd say, I think. Hello. Little technical <laughs> glitch there, just throw the intro in the once again. Um, yeah, a few unexpected results coming about, I guess, uh, and fantasy performances as well to match in with that. Well, I think, yeah, I think, listen, unexpected results this time of year are going to happen. There's always a couple of weeks to get a bit weird 
Um, and that happens. I am of the general belief there are 28 teams in this league, 29 teams that can beat any of the other 29 teams. I think there's genuinely only about three really bad teams in the NFL currently. Even one of them's got a win yesterday. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think the Jags are that... I, listen, I don't think they're great, but I don't think they're that bad. I look at them and go, I don't think they're talent, completely talent poor. I think there's there's talent there. I think it's scheme, coaching, belief, culture. But if you get it all right on the day, I think, as you saw yesterday, as we've seen yep. in London, it can happen. Yep. Yep. I think there's three teams I, I look at in particular and think, you need everything to go your way to, to get a win. Um, and, yeah, I think, I don't know. But I, it was a good weekend all, all the all the while. Um, I'm looking forward to week 10. Obviously, Bucks didn't play, so a bit well, of a stress Bucks didn't free. play and had probably the best week they probably could have, right? Packers, Cowboys losing, Rams losing, Saints losing. We probably had the best week we could have without playing. Well, I, I, and listen, that, that game was, was spoiled. The, um, the Chiefs-Green uh, Bay game. That's the sort of game that you, you know, you really look forward to seeing you really want to see a, a really good game, two great quarterbacks. It's been kind of robbed of us for a few years with Super Bowls not happening and yeah. you know the Packers falling apart. And you think, right, this is the chance now. This is Rodgers. This is Mahomes. This is a battle we want to see. And then Rodgers decides to uh, basically lie and then make up his own rules. Yeah. yeah, make up his own rules of what he wants to follow and what he doesn't want to follow. And, and as a result, we 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 don't get that, and what we get is, I I I have no words for that game. It's just how bad it was, and like I feel for Jordan Love because he's had to sit there for a long time, and it's it's been awkward. But and part of it was his fault, but part of it's not his fault. Yeah. If you had said to me that the Chiefs' defense are going to just turn up and and do a job, and they would be the best part of the game. I'd have called you an absolute liar. Like, there's not a chance. There's not a chance that the only outfit I to its best will be the Chiefs defense. Like not hope. And yet that was the only part of the, <laughs> the, the part of the phase of the right? game that really turned out. Um Yeah. Hi. I mean which one to know. I mean if you told the Packers D, by the way, you're gonna hold Mahomes to less than two hundred yards passing. Uh they'd have gone, Yep, yeah, please, thanks so much. We're gonna win this game. And they didn't yep. so interesting. But yeah, I mean Interesting week and interesting for fantasy. I, I think some yeah, people we'll get will be really disappointed. Yeah. See how that, how was your how week? I mean, how was your week? My week's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Went to a wedding for the first time in a long time at the weekend. So that was oh, wow. uh, an event. Yeah. It's, they're, 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 they're always exciting, right? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to a post-COVID wedding in August. I was best man. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's almost like COVID never happened, isn't it? <laughs> After everyone's yeah. had, I think it's two Three and a half years. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But hey, hugs and kisses all around. So never mind. Absolutely. Very good day. So, um, so yeah. Quickly, anyone listening, don't forget to follow us on all the socials uh, at Five Yard Rush, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. I'm sure you know of them all. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure I forgot some that I'm not on. Um, also, just quickly to shout out to our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below the waist grooming. You want to look your best with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers. The brand new lawnmower 4.0 is only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. 
When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million world men worldwide trust them to join the movement with our exclusive offer and use that code 5YARD at manscaped.com and you get not only 20% off, you also get free shipping. So thank you to Manscaped. So we touched on NFL-based <clears throat> week nine. How does the fantasy stack up in that, Murph? I mean, it was weird. Um, it was it was really really weird. Yeah. Um, so there's a few a few trends in here. Uh, let, let's start with the probably the weirdest um, the the weirdest part of the weekend from a stats perspective, and let's look at the receiving uh, the receivers that went over a hundred yards yeah. <clears throat> this week. So um, there's two elements to this: the receivers that went over a hundred yeah. yards. And then the receivers had caught multiple touchdowns. Yep. The receivers, it was only five receivers that went over 100 yards, which is a very thin amount. I think it's the thinnest amount all season. Where And all right, we start tonight's game. Um, do I really trust? I mean, the only one I think could do it is Deontay Johnson, maybe. Yep. Um, but I don't think that will happen. So I think I think it'll be five. Cordell Patterson led, <laughs> led, the, <laughs> led the league in receiving this week. Uh, 126. Well, why wouldn't he? He's got no one else to throw to on the team. Pardon? They've got no one else to throw to on the team. Why would he not league it? Well, you got Carl Pitts. <laughs> yeah, but, he's but got to so far, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's had a couple of games. But Devonta yeah. Smith, um, second in receiving, which is wild. Hollywood Brown, uh, also 116 yards, both of them tied. Yeah. Allen, and then George Kittle, so who was the fifth. Who was uh, great to be back, let's be honest. It was great to be back, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, only five receivers, four wide receivers in the tight end, topped uh, 100 yards. So, Really, really thin. To add to that, mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to give you a, a point here. So I've got in here receivers with multiple receiving touchdowns. So this is the third week in a row where only three point of the year. It's been the same three weeks in a row, which is going to get yeah. into something I'll talk about in a minute. Can you name the three players who caught multiple touchdowns this week? Elijah Moore. Yeah. Zacharias Falcon. It's a kiss. Nice. Okay, you've done well. It has two. Good luck on this now one. I'm struggling. Yeah. Now I'm struggling. Good luck on this Donovan one. Peoples Jones, you only got one, didn't he? Mm. Malik Peoples Turner. Jones. Malik, Malik Turner, Turner of the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Obviously. Didn't, didn't even know he was a didn't even know he was on the Cowboys <laughs> roster, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> didn't did, genuinely I've, I look at so many rosters, I look at so many people, I'd look at five deep. I just didn't think Malik Turner was someone that I'd ever need to look up. Um, credit to him, like two touchdowns. Oh, garbage time didn't really matter, but still, yeah. yeah. I mean, they went for two points as well in one game. <laughs> I mean, like Elijah Moore in deep leagues, people would have started, but not in many leagues. Yeah. I benched him in a couple of leagues. Um, injuries, you're flexing him in somewhere, right? Yeah, but he, he's somewhat, a, especially with Corey Davis out. Yeah, exactly. But he's somewhat a name. Um, <laughs> But Zacchaeus, I don't think anyone started him this week. And I don't think anyone started Malik. If you started Malik Turner in the league, I want to see that lineup. I, I want you to post <laughs> it on Twitter, at Murph underscore NFL, or at 5 Yard Rush. Yeah. And send me that. And do you know what? If you genuinely started Malik Turner in a league somewhere, you can prove he was in your starting lineup this week, I'll send you something. I'll, I'll come up with something creative to send you because I, I, I need to see it. So, you know, if you started Malik Turner somewhere, Get in touch with me, um, and we'll we'll give you some because I, I need to see it. Um, but yeah, it, crazy. So uh, this, you know, 
what we're seeing now is this sort of with bye weeks because there's less teams playing it, it happens. But to see only three weeks with multiple receivers getting um, touchdowns is is weird. Um, yeah. We look at the passing yards. Um, only four quarterbacks went over 300 yards passing. Justin Herbert, um, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, Josh Johnson. And again, no one's starting Josh Johnson because he didn't even start this week. Um, yeah. It's just a very strange time. It just seems to be that the fences have really bounced back. And it's starting to have a bit of effect, especially in the air game. But then, you know, you've had a steady stream of, of quarterbacks, of, of running backs here. Only four went over 100. But, you know, we also had Jackson as well. Taylor stormed away, 176 yards. Chubb, 137 Chubb yards. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson rushed for 120 yards. Um, Javonta Williams, 111 yards. Cook, 110 yards. Devonta Booker, bless him, 99 yards and got hurt. <laughs> Someone pick him up and push him. <laughs> oh, it's like a cricket, isn't it? You go 99, you get caught out. Um, yeah. yeah, so he got hurt and, and um, missed part of the game. So, which is a shame because he probably deserved it in, in that win uh, over the Raiders. So, yeah, it, it just seems to be offenses have seemed to be a bit quelled. I mean, the only two teams this week that went over 35 points were both on Thursday night football. Yep. Uh, in fact, no, the Jets didn't even do that, did they? They got 30. So, um, yeah. The Colts, the Colts, the only team went over 35 points this week. I don't think that's going to change tonight. Um, it just the Colts had point... two, two running backs inside the top five on PPR point scoring this week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Naheem Hines is someone who's he did this last year. He started to he started slow, had a couple of games in the middle, and then he's really started to come alive. And you know, that run game with that offensive line now that defenses are tied, they're really running it. And you're starting to see teams who can run the ball are really starting to separate themselves now. You look at um. The Cardinals, in all the disarray they had with no Murray, no Hopkins, ran the ball brilliantly. Um, now, we talked about really early on in the season, teams were struggling to run the football. Now, teams are really running the football very well, at least certain teams are. This is where your Clevelands are going to start getting some wins back. This is where, you know, Denver... Cowboys. I mean, it's 30 to nothing in this game before some garbage time touchdowns because um, they ran the ball well. I mean, Melvin Gordon, got, I mean, they, the two of them combined for 200 yards. So, yeah. um, you know, it was a terrific performance with them and, and teams that run the football this week. So, if you have to see those O lines get tired now and a little yeah. bit beat up and a little bit bruised and. We're into Derrick Henry time of the season without Derrick Henry. Sadly. Without Derrick Henry. This is where Derrick Henry would have gone to eat. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting time. You start to see those running backs who perhaps you've been very disappointed in. Um, Zeke Elliott, provided he's still fit. Alvin Kamara, um, Nick Chubbs. Uh, Kate Christian McCaffrey, this is where they'll start to come and play now in this, this part. Of the Freeman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got some thoughts about him. I'll be nine I'll on the week. On the <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll I've got some thoughts him, about man. him uh, later on in the week, uh, later on the show. I, I look forward to that because there's some interesting names. I mean, I'm just looking at BBR, BBR scoring for for the positions, and there's some names there that you wouldn't expect to see on both no. sides. So, hey, it, it's interesting. It's, there's some names out there that which I'm sure are probably on waivers still that have suddenly stepped it, into voids and filled them up. Yeah, quite quite possibly. But I, I think there's a couple of red herrings in here. Okay. Um, to it uh, later on the show, and we talk about what we're going to talk about. 
uh, in terms we of making the playoffs, yeah, then I think you know we'll get to that stage, and I talk about, and I'll get rid of some of the red herrings for you. Okay, I look forward to it. So other things I think you you spoke about, we spoke in the weekend about, is sort of red yard usage of, of different players and different positions. And Aaron Jones, I think, is someone you wanted to just touch up on, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, learning from this week is is defenses biting back. We talked about that one, but yeah, some statistical trends just in the red zone. And, and Aaron Jones has been massively ineffective. And uh, this this should have been a game against the you know, against the Chiefs where they should have been able to run the ball. Chiefs have not been able to stop the ball um, being run at them all season long. And this should have been a feed the, feed the Aaron Jones game. And it, it genuinely wasn't. Now, I know Aaron Jones has always had this ability where he gets about 60% of the snaps, sometimes a little bit more. He's always had a lowish snap count, but he's always been hyper-efficient with that snap count. He's always been overproducing in touchdowns, overproducing in yards after carry, excuse me, and, and everything else. And that's not happening anymore. And so now what's happening is you've got a player whose actual usage has gone up this year, but his production and everything has gone down. And there's no real way of, of trying to understand why that's happening. But all I can tell you is inside the tech uh, out, he's only had eight carries for 20 yards and no touchdowns, which is which is quite poor. I mean, first of all, it's shocking. He's only had eight, uh, eight carries in that range. You'd expect yeah. him to have more, but if, from 10 to five yards out, you know, you'd be expecting him to be running in one or two of those eight carries um, for touchdowns. And he hasn't, which points to potentially the O-line not being great. It potentially is he half a yard slower than he, than he, he has been. It's hard to see. I analyze the tape a, a little bit more before, giving you a definitive answer but there is something there with Aaron Jones that I haven't quite worked out that I'm concerned about um, I think it's more a Packers thing because it's not like AJ Dillon's taking the opportunities from him so the opportunities just no. exist maybe but I mean they, they haven't been as good on offense this year they have no. not been as good in the red zone this year we we do know that and with that I mean listen eight carries between the five and the ten is not a lot um, so there is an issue there but he's only got three rushing touchdowns on the year uh, in the red zone. They've all come from within the five. He's a nothing outside of the five onwards, which is it is a very bizarre stat. And that does lead to questions as to, is he just not hurdling over? Is he, is he losing? Is he not finding the holes? The hole's not there. Yeah. We know he's a talented running back. We know he's always overproduced. So the fact that he's underproducing now at such a vast rate, to where he has been. I mean, listen, regression's always normal. You're going to see some regression. But I have some real concerns about Aaron Jones right now for the rest of the season. And to the point where if I'm an Aaron Jones owner, I'm probably looking to trade him. I don't know how much I'm going to get for him right now, but there's a too many things now that I am concerned about. And I still think on name value, you'll get a good, value return for Aaron Jones. So there's now a few we're things... it's not a hiccup, it's actually an issue now. I just think I, I listen, I'm not buying this 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 Packers offense anyways as much yep. as it has been. Um I think it's been if there's anybody else to try and sell to now you've said that <laughs> <laughs> I think... a pretty easy schedule with the exception of 
one or two games here. Um, And they've taken advantage of that schedule. But they haven't put teams to bed. We're not seeing this Packers team of last year putting up 40s on people, putting up big numbers. They're just getting it done. And that's fine. And when it comes to the NFL itself, it's an effective way to win to a point. But the schedule's going to turn on them. And we'll mm-hmm. get to that later on. And I think, for me, I just look at Aaron Jones now, and there's a few too many issues. And I'm thinking, if I'm a team now who needs to improve, I need the I need the wins. Aaron Jones is one of those pieces I might be sending out to see what I can get back. Because I'm not convinced he is what you drafted. And I think on name value alone, you can probably get yourself the pieces that you need to get to the playoffs. Fine. So we'll, we're going to do a little bit on that later. So we'll come back to maybe what you kind of think we'll come you back might to that. get for an Aaron Jones. Yeah. So um, there's some other stats that you pointed out. James Conner has 10 touchdowns inside the red zone this year, which is leading the running backs Yeah, in comparison I mean, to Aaron Jones. I mean, absolutely nuts. <clears throat> we, we know that Chase Evans is not getting the red zone carries. We know he's not being putting it in the end zone. We know that, that James Conner is getting that. But again, almost flipped the Aaron Jones script. He's been hyper-efficient. He is getting in so frequently. And that Arizona team is just clicking. You think the opportunities they generate, he's getting a lot of work down there and he's punching it in. Ten touchdowns. I mean, it's a huge overperformance for him. And congratulations to him. But there's also, for me, with this Evans injury, there's no real sign of it slowing down. Yeah. He's going to be a hard player to try and acquire now. But... If he was someone who was on uh, one of your waiver wires or you picked him up, you'd be very happy to have him in your team right now because he's just he's just getting there. on, And he's not putting up big numbers in terms of rushing yards. I mean, he did yesterday. Yep. But he's not putting up these big uh, totals in terms of uh, catches and receptions and, and yards. He's purely just getting it done in the red zone. And... That's going to work for Arizona all day long, especially with Kyler Murray banged up. They're just going to continue yep. to just pound James Conner for what he's worth. So, uh, and if I Chase think, Edmonds um, is out for a while, he's got the potential there to pick up some more yardage right. as well. As well, so yeah, and that's an injury that we need to look at now. I, I just saw something cross across my phone on. Yeah, I did. Um, I've been talking. I've lost it. Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> if, if, like, literally, just a few minutes ago. Test today on Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds' ankle revealed a high ankle sprain per source. He's expected to miss multiple games. Yeah, three, four weeks. So, fire up with James Conner now. He is literally, if he's available on any waiver wire, shove all the chips in. Just every waiver wire dollar you got. Every fab bid, go put it in. If you, I think if you can try and catch someone out tonight who might not have seen that news on Edmonds, go and see what you can get. Because I, I think now Chase Edmonds is a high-end RB2. Uh, for the rest of the season, at least for the next few games. Because three, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is what could get you in the playoffs. Which is yep. at that point you've got you've earned your ticket to the dance, anything can happen. Yep. Um talking to Red Zone, uh, you've got a little sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. I was saying talking to Red Zone, you got a little bit here on quarterbacks as well, Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I got into a bit of a deep dive here. I was trying to understand. I've seen the stat uh, below this one, so I'm working to it because I know a few people will love that next stat. So, yeah. especially as I've just we're seen not missing some news it. That, especially as I've just seen some news on him, which I'll break when you talk. Okay, about. great. Um, when it comes to Mac Jones, now Mac Jones, I think, as 
arguably, and I'm going to get crucified for this, been the best rookie quarterback this year. Um, and I'm yeah. a fan. I've always liked Mac Jones. I always thought Mac Jones was a very good quarterback. I thought the 49ers would have done well to pick him at three. Mm-hmm. I genuinely thought that was a better option than Trey Lance uh, long term for what they want to achieve and do and how that system works. I thought Mac Jones was a great fit. Didn't happen. Fine. The Patriots get him. It's annoying because the Patriots have got, in my eyes, a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's the best in the class. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to go out here. Yeah. But I I think he could be the second best in this class when it's all said and done. When we shake this out five years from now and we look Mm -hmm. at the careers, I think he's probably the second best quarterback in this class, maybe the third. Uh, But he's up there. He's He's had 43 attempts inside the red zone passing this year, which now everyone wants to sit and get on the back of this Patriots offense. It's actually moved the ball quite well. 43 attempts throwing the ball is the eighth highest amount in the NFL for any quarterback. So it's quite a significant amount. However, off those 43 attempts, he's only thrown seven touchdowns. Now he still leads all the rookie quarterbacks in touchdowns in the red zone, but that's a really low amount. For you think the ball's not going very far. So I only get seven touchdowns off 43 attempts is a very low uh, percentage. So he's eighth in total attempts, but he's 20th in touchdowns. Now, if he didn't have that many attempts, those touchdowns would climb it a lot more. He'd be in line with what the other rookie quarterbacks have done. So it, I guess it it's the, the tighter space they're operating in, right, though? Because the coverage isn't as spaced out and, you know, the, your, your corners aren't dropping deep and your safety's up as well. So there's a couple of things. smaller holes and windows, right? First of all, it's a rookie quarterback. So he doesn't have, to, in the red zone, you have less time yep. to make those plays because of the condensed space you're talking about. Yep. It's harder to get those reads, as you're saying. So processing time for a rookie quarterback is still slow. It takes a bit more time. He's finding it more difficult to find those targets. 100% agree with you. That's a rookie thing. Next year, he will be better at this. Um, and I'm not killing him for it because all rookies are kind of like this. But the other thing it points to me is what they're doing is they're using short part- passing yards of where he's throwing these balls. A lot of them are these very intermediate five-yard, six-yard throws where they're not trying to score. Yeah. So they're just trying to get the first down, get as close to that goal line, and then run it in. And this is what the Patriots did a few years ago when they had the Garrett Blount. Yeah. Try and get inside the five, bulldoze yeah. it in. And that is that is their game plan this year. They're not getting Mac Jones to take risks. They're not getting him to throw crazy balls into deep coverage they're not trying to get him to um try and put it between three men you know they're playing risk-free football we'll try and thread the eye through the needle get as close as we can pound it in if not we'll take the field goal and that is how they're playing this year certainly not finance to jacoby myers are they (laughs) get one before he does at this rate um I might get one before Shocking. he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? One day, I, he will score this year. It just when We'll find out. Just, we'll just, give him him. just give him an out route or a wheel route or something and just chuck it out to him. Right? Run a something. sweep and let him have it. Just give him one and take that pressure and burden off. I think and they're trying. I'm, I'm sure there'll be more trying. to follow. He's had a couple taken away from him, which also <laughs> doesn't help. But yeah, so that... that that, that's Mac Jones. Um, the next one's, I think, interesting. Mike White. Yeah. For all of the, the Jets fans on Twitter, we know. So, 
the stats here, and I'm going to trust Murph because why wouldn't I? Says Mike White has seven red zone attempts. He's completed six of them, and five of them were for touchdowns. So his completion percentage and scoring percentage on that is phenomenal. So super Mike White, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Someone's trolly is. Yes. yes, it seems that way. <laughs> Unless Mr. Gruden really does know where to come to apologise. I don't know. It doesn't seem likely, does it? But <laughs> uh, Nah, but fair play to you. That's that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, Mike White, um, hyper-efficient, uh, yep. great to see, and he's going to start this week. So, what more do you need to know? What more do you want to know? Well, it's saying he could start. He's fully healthy. He's good to go. He could start this week. I think he should. I think he's been the best Jets quarterback in the small sample size we have. But like you said, seven attempts, six completions, five touchdowns. That is phenomenal. Like, he gets down there. He's like, I might never get another go. Have it. Have it. Have yeah, it. That is the sum of have it, right? The NFL yeah, equivalent. Absolutely. Right <laughs> absolutely love Mike White. Like, fair play. Um, I just Every year you get one of these players that just come out and just perform yep. to the absolute best of their ability and maybe even beyond their ability. Uh, and he is that and fair play to him. I'm, I'm over the moon. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, do you know what? And I'm pleased with Jets fans because they get, they get to enjoy something. This is, this is like Mike White is the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that four game streak yep. when everything was doom and gloom. <laughs> and then you had Fitz just coming out throwing 400 yard games for fun. Like it had no rhyme or reason. It made no sense. But it just happened. And and this is what Mike White's doing. His jersey's in the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. And Jets fans just enjoy it while it's lasting. There, there's an element of you've got nothing to lose, right? So, and everything to gain. So, the fear factor goes, doesn't it, somewhat. Yeah. So, you, look at, you compare that to other rookies that are drafted top three and, and careers are on the line to some extent. And there's so much expected of them. Yeah. Uh, Mike White doesn't have that. So, he is rolling with it and having fun, I'm sure. So, um. DeAndre Hopkins red zone usage. This will be no surprise to anybody that knows who DeAndre Hopkins is, I guess. Uh, seven catches inside the red zone, and each and every single one of them has been for a touchdown, which I don't think is a surprise to anyone, is it, really? Ten, fifteen, twenty yards, he's going to get home, right? I mean, once again, this is hyper-efficient. You know, we, we yep. know he's... And, and, you know, some people will say, well, why don't they get it more? Well, I don't... I don't really know. He's obviously played a bit hurt the last couple of weeks and then he's missed this week. But, you know, it's a phenomenal. You're talking about basically one, he gets one, you're almost banking a touchdown a game. And, yeah. you know, it's why he's one of the best receiving NFL. You know, no one else has that kind of production. So um, there's a few players that are very, very close, um, especially um, DK Metcalf is the next yeah. sort of closest. Um, I think he said seven receptions and six touchdowns or something like that. So he's had a, a Mike White nice Ryan to him. There you go. That'd be a team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there's been a few down there. And then and then yep. there's there's another player in here that we will talk about. Um and he's someone that probably fancy owners that have him will probably be very underwhelmed with his performance. But this yep. should give them a bit of um a bit of confidence to keep starting him every week. Go on then. Who are we talking so, about? So Tyler Higby, this yep. is me He's actually tied fourth in the NFL with red zone targets this season. He's had 13 targets, eight catches, and two touchdowns. 
Um, it's actually the same numbers as Keenan Allen. So I could talk about both of them in, just from a statistical standpoint in the same way. Two touchdowns in that shorter range is quite extraordinary and also not sustainable. Um, if you were to basically split the season and give him the same usage again, that touchdown number will rise to four, maybe five. Um, it's just incredibly bad luck, good coverage, uh, bad throws. It's a combination of things that have all trended the wrong way for both Allen and for Tyler Higby. So if you started Tyler Higby and you're very frustrated right now, and I can understand that I've got quite a bit of Tyler Higby, everything is there for him to put up good numbers week to week. You know, 13, 13 red zone attempts. Again, only four players have more in the NFL. It, the usage, everything there that you want to see from a tight end production is there. It's just not the touchdowns. So they're going to come. They will come if that usage stays. And we'll track it and we'll keep an eye on it. But if yep. you're a Higby owner right now, or if you're trying to think of a tight end that you can try and get before the, the trade deadline, go get Tyler Higby because that usage is, is just going to go up. Like, keep that usage. The, the touchdowns will be there. You'll get four or five on the back end to make up for that. Um, underperformance, it will correct to the mean. And the same goes for Keith and Allen. Both of those players, those owners will be a little bit disappointed with their usage so far this year. But all the peripherals, all the numbers are there for them to break out in the second, well, not break out, but to regress back to the mean in a positive way in the second half. So they're two players I'd be looking at and thinking, how can I get them on my roster if I don't already? Okay. So week nine done, week 10 upon us. A few injuries from week nine coming over. We spoke obviously about Chase Edmonds there and, and how now he's going to miss a few weeks. Kyler Murray seemed to be touch and go right up to, to game time. Do we think there's anything to worry about there? Do we think he'll slot back in? Colt McCoy did pretty well in his absence, to be honest. Um, it's an interesting one. They need him. Obviously, they didn't. They didn't I'm not saying that no. it sounds like stupid, like, but I think they can... They could live without Kyler Murray for a week or two. Listen, he's buys in week 12. So if he's not, if he's not ready, I don't think they're going to panic. I think they'll yeah. be fine. Their record gives them that space as well, doesn't it? That breathing room. Now got effectively a two-game lead over the, the Rams. Um, and they have the Panthers. And the Panthers are not a team right now that you'll be overly scared about. Um, so... I think they could roll Colt McCoy out this week and, and probably still get a W. If I'm if I'm yeah. honest with you, I think if if Kyler Murray is fifty fifty or worse, or maybe even sixty forty or worse, I'd yeah. probably sit him. But I'm not and the coach. But maybe better for the long term going into the playoffs as well. Especially right? as you've got, especially as you've got your bye in week twelve. So if you can give him a bit of rest before the bye, you know you've got the Seahawks in in week eleven. Maybe you're playing for that it's a divisional game matters quite a lot, and then you can give him a rest if he's healthy. Yeah. I think that's going to help. So any rest you get here, listen, they're going to make the playoffs. So any rest you can give him here is is, is gold currency yeah. that you're buying for the playoffs. Well, we saw last year, didn't he? When he got a little a little injury and a little niggle, he wasn't quite the same player. So you, you're going to want him fit and healthy, especially if you're a Cardinals fan or, or even a fantasy player with him looking to be in a healthy position in the playoffs. You'll, you'll need him at some stage down the line. Um. Couple of key running backs, Zach Moss, Damian Harris. They, you know, they're going to be RB twos, threes, and flex plays on people's teams. Are they are they likely to be playing next week? Do you reckon? Um, I mean, at this stage, it's, it's a bit too early to tell. Mm. Um, 
I'd be surprised if if either of them miss at this stage, but okay. it is a bit too early to tell. We're still waiting to hear uh, what the impacts were. Both left their games uh, respectively yesterday, so we'll see what happens and if they can um, if they can go. So we'll, we'll but, know more Tuesday, Wednesday, but definitely keep an eye on that um, yep. this week, especially Damian Harris as well, because that he's obviously been a big part um, of their success this year. Well, we might have to see Mac throw more touchdowns inside the red zone. What's that, sorry? I said we might have to see Mac throw more red uh, touchdowns inside the red zone. <laughs> the pressure yeah. will be on. It's Kobe be Myers on. week. Here we go. Roster him, people. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, we know, I think, is in Kobe protocol to the least the 13th of November. So that's going to be... Saturday. Touch and go. Yeah, it's going to be real close whether or not he gets out of that. I, I don't Again, know, medium, but... I, I, look, I look at Green Bay and think, do you need Aaron need Aaron Aaron Rodgers this week? Nope. You're playing the Seahawks. Yeah. If your division's locked up, um, yeah. Yeah, and you're probably not going to get the one seat. So because your schedule starts to turn a bit here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's a hard one. You have to see how he's feeling. Um, but I know Jordan Love didn't really impress yesterday. So it's a hard thing to say. We're going to roll him out there and then take another loss. But, you know, I think he's not going to be with the team. He's missing all the communication. He's missing all the thing. I know he's yeah. a veteran quarterback. I know he doesn't need all of that. But 12 days and then having to go and play on 24 hours, basically. You said that, though, but he it's didn't eight. take a snap during preseason. And then they got humiliated week one to the Saints. So maybe actually there is exactly. that to be said for him being in practice and taking snaps and playing games and being in that little fine-tuned bit makes a difference. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it does make a difference. I think when you're out when you're out of rhythm, you just need a few snaps. You just need something yep. just to keep going. He's not going to practice because you don't practice on Sunday, so he's not so, going to be able to practice. So he's got no one in his front room to throw to. So no, well his fiance maybe, <laughs> but maybe she's off doing a film maybe. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Um, tight ends. I think you've got Noah Fant, Albert, Aqua, Beanham, maybe something like that. Just say Albert O. Yeah, yeah. So that's the the Broncos at tight end stuff. If they're both not good to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, be interesting to see. I think Fant will be back. He's on the COVID list. I'd expect yeah. him to be back. Again, he's another player who seems to get these niggling injuries. He's always questionable. Yeah. Every time I sort of see him on a an injury report, I just go, okay, it's questionable again. Fine. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. So, not not a big surprise there. Um, and then you've got Devonta Booker. He's not playing this week because it's Still a bye week. Yeah. So, doesn't matter too much. But And we expect Barkley to come back after that. So, maybe, I, I don't know, put the name on because yeah. he left the game. But I don't think he's fantasy relevant anymore. And then Dangerous, Russell Wilson will be back this week. Yes. It's been com- pretty much confirmed now that he yep. will be starting at Lambeau. So um, it's good news for anyone short on quarterbacks that Russell Wilson is back. I've got him in a couple of leagues that he's in the, in the interim uh, without danger Russ. So I'm looking forward to getting Russ back and, uh, uh, and continuing a playoff charge in a couple of leagues. Good. Um, so yeah, summarize week 10 buyers, Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Giants, Houston Texans. Hopefully, we're starting to turn that corner now of, of buyer teams and injuries and a few people coming back. And you can start actually putting players in your lineups that you like the look of rather than 
the one that's wearing a jersey this week has to play. Um, you, you, didn't you miss choice when the choice is taken away from you, right? Absolutely. It's, it's bizarre. You go, I don't know which one to play. I haven't got a choice. Actually. I'll just stick that one in and hope for the best. It's It takes away from what this game is quite a lot, in my opinion. So Yeah, as much as, much as I don't want to go to a, a restaurant that has 300 items on the menu, I'd be really disappointed to go to a restaurant that has one item on the menu. <laughs> yeah, I guess effectively that's what we're looking at. So... <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, other than the Bengals there, there's not going to be any great losses in perhaps in fantasy terms this week. So um, yeah, should be a bit of an easing of that burden. So um, Yeah, exactly. Coming up then, what I want to touch on, we mentioned it a little bit earlier and said we'll save it for later. Well, we are now at later. You'll be pleased to hear. Um, I wanted to talk to you and ask you for a little bit of tip. I'm in many, many, many leagues. I can add more many's as well to that um where the hiv epidemic is not over hiv is still here the face of hiv is so diverse the biggest thing to reduce hiv stigma is just to talk about it testing and prep and hiv treatment and how effective it is today undetectable equals untransmittable whether you're positive or negative there's not a wrong door whether it's testing or whether it's treatment do it for you montgomery county Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I've got teams that are sat on the bubble. They're four and five, five and four. You know, those redraft, let's say 12 team, for for instance, where we're, I don't know, you're between fourth and eighth. You're a game in the playoffs, you're a game out of the playoffs. You're probably at this stage, realistically, two to 300 points behind one of the top seeds in the league. And you might make the playoffs, you might not. I just wanted to sort of get some idea as to, first of all, one, how can you situate yourself with the best possible opportunity to make the playoffs from that spot? Especially from redraft, because, you know, there's no point in giving up and not making the playoffs because you might as well just not bother in the first place. So, but two, yeah, okay, you may scrape in. You may pick up the fifth or sixth seed. You're going to be 500 points down over the season on some of the top teams there. So you've probably not got the most confidence going into that. So how can you really... One, give yourself the best opportunity to make the playoff. And we all know anything can happen when you get there. But two, also, how can you really give yourself and put yourself in the best position to, to, to make advantage of the opportunity once you've got there? Yeah. What you looking is, at? This is the sort of stuff I absolutely love, right? So um, it all comes down to working harder than everybody else in your in your league. And, you know, I'm I, just going to stop off... you, Murphy. Before you get into it, I just want to say we are looking at this from a redraft yeah. Of view. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Rich from the, the Dynasty Show. So I might put a similar question to him next week and have a look at how it differs. But run us through the, the redraft strategy at this stage. What are we looking at? Yeah, of course. Cool. So, you I'll know, and, 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 and by the way, any anybody wants to get involved here in the show, just add, you know, go online, write a comment. Um, and I'm happy to answer some questions here because I think this is a really important part of the season now. These next couple of weeks away you can turn a team that is maybe going to make the playoffs into making the playoffs or a fringe team 
to get there. But as you say, then when you get there, give yourself the best possible chance. I think the first thing you got to do is get there. The, the most common mistake you can make here is to look at the schedules in the playoffs. If you're not going to get there, it doesn't matter. Like you can't sit here and plan out your schedule six weeks in advance. It just can't happen. Too much is going to change. Um, anything can happen, injuries, whatever. So to sit here, even if you're nine and oh, we're about to be nine and oh, looking too far ahead here is is dangerous because you could shoehorn into a strategy that limits outcomes. The first thing I would say is this next two weeks is crucial because in most leagues, this is where trade deadlines start to come in, week 10, week 11. And people always ask me about trades. I get sent hundreds, hundreds of, I've been offered this trade. Should I take it? Should I not? And you could give me the scoring, but there's a lot of nuance yep. that you don't really see in terms of what's their schedule, what's your schedule, uh, what's their team, what's your team. You know, it, it's a lot of things other than just looking at it player by player and saying, is this a good trade? Because it's it's the whole, how does that fit with your team? You know, you could be acquiring, you could be trading Saquon Barkley for four players. And it's like, well, who do you drop? And then do any of those players start in your team? And do they replace Saquon Barkley? It's just so much nuance to these here that I think are really going to help. The first one is um, look ahead to your fantasy schedule. Forget the NFL one. Look at your fantasy schedule. And look at people who you're playing in the next couple of weeks. Um, because, especially weeks with bye weeks, because then what I would be looking to do is looking to trade with people. And I'm, the first thing I'm trying to do is trade off players who haven't had bye weeks for players who have had bye weeks. Because that's going to massively increase um, your points total altogether because you think you're not having to sit players for buys. So if you can trade off, say, um, a Michael Pittman, for example, for a Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown, although he apparently still in walking boots today, so if yeah. you check the status of that one. Um, but th that's, those are the sorts of things you want to do. Trade players who are yet to have a buy for players who have had a buy. Because if you're getting equal production back or maybe you're giving up a really small amount, but it's not as negligible, you're not having to worry about the buy. Your buy's done. Yep. So if you're getting an advantage. Full for the full year then. Exactly that. Now, the reason I say your schedule is imagine if you're playing in week. When's the Colts schedule? I think it's week 14. They're by. Yeah. Week 14. So imagine you're playing someone in week 14. They've got, say, Chris Godwin. Mm -hmm. Right. And you've got Michael Pittman. I would be trying to trade. Michael Pittman to him for two reasons. Okay. One, because Chris Godwin, I think it's barely, down the line. You, but exactly that. So then yeah. what happens is that player or the person you're trading to is then having to face you and, and you're not having to turn off and you'll be in trouble. Right. But the point is that you're basically then giving them yeah. a headache the week you're having to play someone. Yeah. So you'll be playing, say, if it was you and me, I trade you Michael Pittman, you give me Chris Godwin, maybe you work something out just to make it even whatever. And then I play you, and you can't start Michael Pittman against me. You're going to have to play a lesser opponent. That might give me an additional five-point swing that might get me enough to win a W that week. So you're giving yourself an additional benefit. So that's something that's like really it. key. It's higher-level strategy here. But if, yeah, It'd even if you be worth find... taking a small hit on a player 
relatively speaking, because you're not going to come up against who you're playing anyway. Especially if one that person you're trading with is a a top team and locked up already, and b potentially the one and seven, one and eight, sorry, two and six type teams that are now not going to make it. Is there one of them you'd rather trade with? I guess the one that's not making the playoffs. I, I think when you get there, irrelevant. you get there. I, I think it's irrelevant at this stage. I, I'm more concerned about getting people who have yet to have buys off my roster, uh, if I can, and get equal value back for players who have had their buys, because then that gives me less decisions to worry about. It's giving me a better team overall. I'm not having to take hits in games, especially if every game's a must-win. That's really important. And then I'm just worrying about getting there right now. Once I'm there, there is some things you can do that will help, and I'm, we'll go through that in a minute. But I'm not worried about trading someone to someone who's in the playoffs or is going to make the playoffs. You might not play them in the playoffs. They might get knocked out first round. It doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, it, it, it will only matter. If you don't make it full stop, it really doesn't matter, does it? So Exactly that. It does got to look at what gives you the best strategic chance to win. And, and that is... Trading off players, that's one, that haven't had their buy, and bringing in equal talent who have had buys. Because okay. it just gives you less rotation needs, not having to go to that depth, not having to get players who um, are a bit weak. Um, so, yeah, there, there's an example there of, of something that will, will really help um, in a really big spot there. The next part, I would say, is really important is your bench management. Now, the worst thing that people do, and in fact, someone in the chat here, um, and not picking you particularly, it's like, I'm two and six, my team is the fourth highest scoring team. I mean, I would say to you that your bench is probably clogged with players who aren't going to help you. And what I mean by that is, if your quarterback has had a bye, why have you got a backup quarterback on your bench? It's unnecessary. If, if your quarterback goes down, you're in trouble anyway. <laughs> like It doesn't matter. If you, if, you, if you lose, if you've got one of the big quarterbacks, Josh Allen, uh, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Tom Brady after uh, this week, yeah. Exactly. And, and then you have a second quarterback on your bench who's who, like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Why? It's just, it's just that, that, you're never going to play that player. At this stage of the season, everyone on your bench has to have a very specific role and they have to play um or there's someone who you feel you can play at a, at a pinch you you can't be having players on your bench who offer no value it just is it's just not in a super flex league slightly different because if you drop them there might be no cover if your player goes down but if you've got four quarterbacks on your roster now that's and all your players have had buys that's pretty dumb not needed go down the three I get keeping one in the super flex because the opportunity to get a serviceable replacement is virtually nil. It's slightly different. In a one QB league, there's always going to be someone. There's always going to be a Teddy Bridgewater. There's always going to be a Baker Mayfield. There's always going to be a Ben Roethlisberger. There's always going to be someone. And it is a drop, but it's someone who can still get you enough points to get you a W. So, you know, don't have a backup quarterback. It's just not a buy. Don't even think about it. And do you know what? If you've got Travis Kelsey on your bench or on your team who hasn't got a bye for a few more weeks, again, why have you got a backup tight end? That has just been a roster clock for you yeah. all season long. Yeah, you're going to have to visit it in three weeks. But do you know what? 
you're never going to get a replacement that's good anyway. You, you've probably got someone on your bench like Jared Kirk or um, Evan Ingram yeah. or someone like that. You, you've got someone who it doesn't matter who you've got. There's plenty of guys on the way for white. Dan Arnold, Mo Ali Cox. When you get to week 30, yeah. those guys will be there anyway. It doesn't matter. Don't clog your roster with players you don't need. I want my bench now, from this point on, where possible, to be entirely running backs and wide receivers. Now, we look at running backs. Everyone wants to get just a guy. Like, I need to get a guy who just starts, who plays. I'm looking at guys who are going to get me bigger opportunities to win. Because again, if I lose one of my main guys, let's say I lost Jonathan Taylor tomorrow, I, I want to have Naheem Hines or a backup available. If I lose Naheem if I lose Jonathan Taylor tomorrow and then the next guy up is, say, Latavius Murray, I'm cooked anyway. I've lost. So getting him or Brandon Bolden, no, you don't need these guys. You need guys who are basically home run hitters and they're handcuffs. So you have to get a handcuff to someone that's highly effective. Alexander Matheson is available in 67% of the leagues. That is stupid. It is stupid. Alexander Matheson should be owned in 90-plus percent of leagues. Because if Dalvin Cook goes down, like he goes down most years, you have got a lottery ticket to a potential championship run. And you don't pray for injuries. You don't want them to happen. But you're at this point in the season now where you've got to take a gamble. And I'd rather have Alexander Matheson on my roster, who most weeks will get me next to nothing, but if Dalvin Cook goes down, will get me 20 points, than have someone like Brandon Bolden, who will get me seven points a week, or David Johnson, or Mark Ingram, or all these other or, roster clogs. Or Mac Jones in backup to Josh Allen. Pointless. It's so pointless. Yep. You need, if you are a 5 and 4 team, 4 and 5 team, you need to have pure upside on your bench. You need to have people okay. who are going to hit it out of the park. And the same goes for wide receivers. I would have, I'd be streaming two wide receiver positions a week, and I'd be picking the number two wide receiver off low passing teams with great matchups. So, for example, I'd be looking at uh, Nelson Aguilar some weeks, but I'd only be keeping for a week in, in a matchup where the defense is bad. Nelson Aguilar or, or Jacoby Myers or someone like that is a good play. Um, I'm looking at teams that, like the Jets, like Elijah Moore. Keelan Cole. Play they have on your bench now. Keelan Cole for the odd play might be decent. Um, you know, I'm thinking of players who can give me in certain matchups, but for one week stream. And I'm literally every week I'm looking at who's playing the Lions, who's playing the Texans, who's playing the Jags, who's playing these these teams that aren't, who's giving up a lot of points, Washington's giving up a lot of points, who are playing these teams, and if they're not a solid offense, like obviously the Bucks, those guys aren't going to be unowned, but yeah. in other league, you know, Philadelphia, who's going to be the, you know, you might play, when Philadelphia play Washington, Jalen Rager is a one-week ad, probably a worthwhile shot. Yeah. You might never play him. Darius Slayton is another one. Darius Slayton is the sort of player who will get you that high ceiling 20-plus points. He might also zero. Yeah. But if there's an injury to Sterling Shepard, if there's an injury to Kenny Golladay, you know, Darius Slayton's the guy who's going to get the ball. Yeah, Those are the kind of... So you're adding these guys not for necessarily an immediate result, but you're adding these guys just in case they're going to be viable next week. Yeah. 
and and then basically streaming a week in advance. And rather than having a... five on your bench, you're now making your bench eight of these opportunities. Chances are one of them is going to hit. I'm just buying. Yeah, all I'm doing is I'm buying a high end ticket, and I'm yep. just sitting, and I'm I'm streaming in advance, right? So what yep. I'm doing is I'm thinking about the next week, um, because if you've got a team and you've got say Cooper Cup, and you know, at that point I'd say, oh, I'd probably want Van Jefferson. Because if Cooper Cup gets injured, I need to get the next guy up. Next guy up is going to be Van Jefferson. He's going to see a huge volume increase. There's a few of these wide receiver handcuffs that are very valuable. Antonio Brown, Van Jefferson, um, who are going to get a lot of work if the main stay goes down. Tyler Boyd, if something happens to Chase. Uh, these are the kind of guys you need to be sniffing at. and um, You don't want to get into a waiver claim war because you won't win. You need to get these guys on your roster and build them out. So, yeah, I'm I'm just taking lottery shots here with, with big guys who, you know, I'm looking at Deshaun Jackson right now on the Raiders thinking, I might, you know, I might look at the schedule. I'll look at where he's got a, a weak cornerback matchup where they'll throw the deep ball. We know Carr can throw the deep ball. We saw it when he had Bruggs. Do you know what? If you gave me the choice between Deshaun Jackson or um, let's think, <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone like Zacchaeus or uh, Quez Watkins. Here we go. He's a great yeah. one, right? Yeah. If you gave me a choice or any Lions receiver, give me Deshaun Jackson because yes, he's probably going to blank most weeks, but I want him on my roster when he goes off. If the matchup works, I might take a punt. Do you know what? I'm training a matchup by 18 projected. I need something. Kawhi's Watkins isn't going to win you the game. Deshaun Watson or Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun Jackson probably won't. But what if he does? What if he catches one of those uh, three, 121 and two days? Like they're uh, the kind of lottery shots I'm kind of taking. I want those guys on my roster who can put up the big, big numbers every once in a blue moon and when they're ready to do. So that, that's a big one. Um, people's yeah. bench management's quite poor in general, that they're just clogged with guys. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just lost Cooper Cup, and now I've got to think, do I start Quez Watkins or Khalif Raymond? If that is your start-sit decision, you might as well phone it in. <laughs> That's fine in week six. But yeah. in week 10, you can't be having guys coming in that do nothing. Like, no. Neither of those guys are going to get you a dub. They're going to get you eight points, Max. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I could go and find anyone else on the waiver wire that get me eight points. Yeah, you probably couldn't. There's, there's, there's 60 guys. There's literally 60 guys who will score between seven and nine points every week. Okay. Most of them will not be owned. So yeah. having a Khalif Raymond, unless you're in a stupid deep league, then obviously that's very different. And all those guys are owned. But in a traditional league... And we're going to see, got... somebody will send us a Malik Turner starting lineup picture i, I want to see it. it i desperately want to see it so <laughs> that's a big that's a big one is bench manager now i'd be trimming okay. the fat but getting rid of all the crap and just like i just want shots and you know what <laughs> might not work probably won't i'll be honest with you but as you say that it's, it's got a 20 percent chance of working but you know what i had a team last year that was six and seven squeaked into the playoffs on points four right and then i had so i picked up justin jefferson off the waiver wire I picked up, um, I can't remember who it was, but I had a significant running back handcuff yeah. that paid off. Um, I had, there was quite a few things that I did and I had these shots on my 
uh, I Gronk, who I yeah. picked up late, and he started producing at the end of the season. I had those sorts of plays, and again, that's why I won it. I won. A, I won a league at six and seven. I got in on points four, and I beat an undefeated team in the final because yeah. I had those shots, and then it all just came together. Complete luck. There's no. The, the only skill is I had them on the roster. That's the only skill. But luck took luck you took give hold. Yourself the opportunity. Yeah. You got to create your own luck. So that's a big one. The last thing as well, mm-hmm. I know we're short on time, okay, is, is looking at schedule. Yeah. Right. So I've done some massive research here, and I do this every year. I do this show every year about looking at teams' strength of schedule for the regular rest of the fantasy regular season and then the fantasy playoffs to identify who are some players who you can trade for in the next couple of weeks that are undervalued. And that can go off. Last year was David Montgomery. David Montgomery was a league winner. I was telling people, trade for David Montgomery. You won't regret it because his schedule was ridiculous. He ended up as the RB1 over the final six games of the season. You know, there were there were these sorts of players out there. This I'm going to cover them off. Now, what I will say is, if you've got an elite player with a poor schedule, don't worry about it. Because someone like... Lamar Jackson's going to come up with a poor schedule. Talent rises above all. When you've got an elite player like Lamar Jackson, I'm not worried about his schedule because he'll put points up on everybody, whether it's rushing, whether it's passing. I'm not as worried about an elite player, but it's those players who are good or, you know, maybe above average where schedule is going to impact them. So I just want to precursor that because I don't want people to go, oh, you're telling me I should sell that Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying that at all. Um, quarterbacks with the best schedules for the rest of the regular regular fantasy season. So to week 14, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Tua Tagovailoa, and Sam Darnold. So if I'm sitting here in the position now where I don't have a top quarterback, I don't have one of those premier five or six guys, or I have to say someone I'm going to mention the name in a minute. I'm going to mention them and bring in Derek Carr off free agency. If I run with Derek Carr and get some pieces back that will really help me. Um, I think Derek Carr of those five names are the ones, is the one I'd pin my hat on and say, like the schedule, like the talent will produce probably a top 12 QB performance from here to the end of the there for Derek Carr so I'm I really like Derek Carr in this spot Baker Mayfield I think is fine he's still got to negotiate his bye week but um I think now OBJ's gone he seems to something has freed up it looks a bit better um Teddy Bridgewater I put in the wave wire article this week yeah. I think again he's a fine play not a huge ceiling guy but again if you're struggling a quarterback you've got like a Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan might be time to consider going down this route because of the schedule. I mean, Sam Darnold, I'd ignore because I think he's injured anyway, but it's there. Well, the premium quarterbacks didn't exactly deliver this week anyway, did they? Patrick Mahomes, nah. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, probably got 10 points between them. <laughs> right. This this list here of the worst schedules for the next few games yep. is crucial because there's two names on this list I think you can sell right now and get a decent amount back, right? I'll start with the first name is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has okay. the worst schedule of any quarterback for the rest of the fantasy regular season. Um, so 
he's not someone that's got a great schedule um, the rest of the way out. He's got an average schedule for the playoffs. It's not bad. It's not good. It's kind of par. If you're struggling to make the playoffs, and Burrow's been probably your best player, one of your best players, I'd be getting him out on the block. I'd be seeing what I can get back in return, thinking maybe I can get Derek Carr and a running back, or Derek Carr and a wide receiver, or something like that. I'm thinking about how can I improve my team um, by trying to ship someone like that out. Because he has been good for the most part. A couple of bad games, but for the most part, it's been pretty decent. Um, Jared Goff, no one's touching him. Mac Jones, no one's touching him. Lamar Jackson, just don't worry about um, Don't worry about Lamar Jackson. He will be fine. Don't be alarmed that his schedule's bad for the rest of the regular, uh, um, regular fantasy season. The last name here, and this is another name I'm shipping, is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' schedule is horrific. It's a horrific schedule. Um, it's also really bad in the playoffs. So it's, it's bad for the rest of the season. His schedule takes a massive turn. So he is someone I'd be looking to shop. If I had Aaron Rodgers right now on name value, I'd be trying to shop him um, for someone. Um, okay. Again, maybe I'm taking a, a hit a quarterback, but I'm getting a, a W at wide receiver or running back whatever i can get back as a plus that's going to add to my team that's a name i'm shipping right now because his schedule is bad really bad for the rest of the season um getting into the playoffs yep. best schedule kyler murray trevor lawrence russell wilson so i'm really happy to have russell wilson back yep. um trey lance slash jimmy g daniel jones and justin herbert Okay. So again, Daniel Jones is another name there. You think if I if I'm getting close to the playoffs, Daniel Jones is someone I could run with in the playoffs. He's got a top Huge five top schedule. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But um Russell Wilson, you know, this is why if you could have got Russell Wilson when he was injured and you could take the hit, you'd be in a really good place right now because his schedule for the rest of the season looks looks pretty good. Obviously, Kyler, Kyler's gonna have the best schedule coming in. Lawrence is isn't a good it's a really good schedule, but it's not enough for me to get too excited about having him yep. just a precursor yeah. that yep. um worst aaron Rodgers is the worst playoff schedule sam darnold uh Derek carr and i know i've said people trade Derek carr but he's got a terrible playoff schedule worry about that when you get in it um you could probably stream and get daniel jones um and have them as a pair maybe you get them as a tandem you get rid of and i know i just said don't slash two quarterbacks but if you're going to Great. Well, then you could just flip it and put Daniel Jones in or something like that. Yeah. Um, these guys would be available. Um, Matt Stafford has a really bad playoff schedule, really bad. Um, ben Roethlisberger and Justin Fields, players that people probably won't play. Running backs now. This is a key one. Running backs with great schedules. The one guy right now, if I could get him on every single roster I could, is Javonta Williams. Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon combined have the best uh, schedule for the rest of the play, uh, rest of the regular season. Yeah. I think we're now starting to see Javonta Williams just pull away just a tiny bit. And I think that's going to continue to happen uh, more and more. So Javonta Williams is a player I want on as many rosters as I can right now. Miles Gaston, just ignore it because I don't want any part of Miami. Um, Kamara, you'll be pleased to know if you're invested in Kamara, he's going to repay you here in this fantasy class. He's got the third best schedule coming in. Uh, same with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They've got a nice schedule coming in um, as well. Jonathan Taylor has a great schedule coming in. Um, and Josh Jacobs is another one. So he's another one that you could invest in right now and do quite well out of. And um, Henderson. Um, okay. What, yeah, worst schedule. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. 
um, the rest of the season, your man, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman has single-handedly <laughs> the worst schedule from now until the fantasy playoffs. For the record, so, he's not my man. Sorry. No, I know. <laughs> well, he's an ex-Falcon, so I know he's definitely not. Yes, but definitely. My, my point is, you were saying about he could be a good ad. This is why I think he's a red herring, because yep. he's bad. And I, I, I mean, on a scale of one uh, zero to ten, it was rated zero. Go <laughs> like he, cancel my waivers. For yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be let someone else have him because it's going to get. I mean, listen, he might fluke touchdowns in the receiving column, and yep. he might work out all right. But schedule-wise, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. Um, he's got the hardest schedule coming in. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, tough schedule coming in. Uh, but again, I think elite talent. I think it'd be fine. Um, same with John G. Swift. I just there isn't anyone else, so the volume alone will probably propel him. But it's just something to be slightly wary of. Um, James Connor and uh, Chase Edmonds. Well, we know it's Chase Co- uh, Chase uh, James Connor now. His yep. schedule was a little bit rough here coming in. So um, Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones has a terrible schedule coming in. Yep. Um, so that's why I'm saying Aaron Jones is someone I'd be looking to uh, ship because again, it's not just his regular season, but spoiler alert, he's on the playoff list as well. So his schedule is okay. really bad. If I can get Aaron Jones off my books right now. So if again, you can get a James Connor or Javonta Williams for Aaron Jones, you're running away with that right now. I, if, if someone give me Javonta Williams for Aaron Jones, I'm literally sorry. Absolutely. Yes, I've got to negotiate the buy anyway. So yeah. it's a slight nix, but like a, a great trade right now. So yeah, if I could ship off Aaron Jones and get Javonta Williams in, yeah, yes, please. I, I would, uh, I would love that. Or if I was thinking ahead to the playoffs, I'd be looking to target one of the guys that are in the the playoff fronts, which I'll get to in a sec. Um, another name here, James Robinson, because he's got a tough schedule coming in, but he's actually got a really good playoff schedule. Okay. Um, so if you can live through the next few weeks, James Robinson's fine. The last one is Eliza Mitchell and uh, Sermon. They have again, they're in a similar boat. Terrible regular season schedule, really good fantasy playoff schedule. Um, so on that fantasy playoff schedule, James Robinson has the best. Austin Eckler, Mitchell Sermon, um, Zach Moss, and Saquon Barkley. So again, if you really nix that you had Saquon Barkley, if you can make the playoffs and survive, Saquon Barkley is going to pay it back in the playoffs if he's fit. Um, worst, uh, this Tennessee hybrid ever else have the worst uh, fantasy playoff schedule cmc but don't worry about it uh chubb hunt don't worry about it henderson henderson to be a little bit worried about um if you relied on him all season he's not going to be as productive in the playoffs aaron jones terrible schedule hence why i'd be shipping him off rosters everywhere i can josh jacobs although has a great rest of season schedule his fantasy schedule isn't great and then the ravens um backfield has a terrible schedule as well so um yeah you can just ignore devonta freeman they're a real honey trap here um wide receivers with great schedules for the rest of the regular season there's only three trios here because the rest of it's all meh after this these are the three that stand out uh pittsburgh so johnson Deontay johnson chase claypool um wide receivers so this is where i'd be looking at getting waiver claims in for donovan's people's jones um, they've got a great regular season schedule. So that's Landry, DPJ, and Higgins. And then uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have great schedules coming in. But then you're never not playing them anyway. So um, most irrelevant. Worst schedules um, is the um, Cincinnati trio. So Chase, Higgins, Boyd. Um, 
then you've got the New York Giants, Shepard, Galladay, Slayton. Devonta Smith is third. Um, you've got um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. But again, I think talent will prevail. Um, Marvin Jones, if you've had Marvin Jones, you'd be quite yeah. happy with his production. He might be someone you want to ship. Um, before the schedule goes worse, and then Waddle and Parker as well will mean just Waddle going forward. Yeah. Playoff best schedules, Arizona. So anyone there, Hopkins example. Um, playoffs, um, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk's on most waivers right now. He'd be someone I'd be looking to target and adding because people think he's got the Shanahan Knicks, but he did well this week. A great playoff schedule. He's someone I'd be having on my roster. Um, our man, Cordell Patterson, has an excellent yep. schedule. So does Russell Gage. He's someone I would be sneakily adding onto rosters this week, thinking about the playoffs a little bit. Metcalf and Lockett makes with Danger Russ have a great schedule. Um, as does Brandon Cooks has a great playoff okay. schedule. Worst playoff schedules are Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, uh, Green Bay. So that's uh, Adams, who talent prevails, but Cobbs and Lazard you can cut. Um, Hunter Renfro and uh, Edwards. Uh, Landry, DPJ, and Higgins have a terrible uh, playoff schedule. Chase, Higgins, and Boyd have a terrible playoff schedule. Jefferson and Thielen, but I wouldn't worry about that. Talent prevails. And um, Johnson, Claypool as well. So okay. it's a bit mixed and mix. You've got teams that have great running to the playoffs and then might hurt you in the playoffs. And then vice versa, might hurt you running into the playoffs, but then help you in the playoffs. I will publish this somewhere. I'll probably put it on the website. I'll, I'll find a way yep. to put it up this week um, so people can reference it. But it, it's really useful to have those ideas of schedules. Now we've got nine weeks of data behind it. So we can kind of see what that means and how it's shaken out. Um, but I will update this as the weeks go. I like to do it after week 10 because I think it's a more robust okay. uh, sample. Yeah, but a lot of that depends on where you are as well. If you're that four and five team that needs wins, you need to target the guys with the schedule now and hope luck prevails when you hit the bad runs in the playoffs. But if you're the teams that, I don't know, eight and one now or, or seven and two, Take a punt on the guys with a better fantasy schedule. Take off those bench warmers now. 100%. Get those guys on board. Um, and yeah, you may not finish at, you know, 13 and 2 or whatever it's going to be. You, you, you may finish at 10 and 5, but you know what? You'll be in the playoffs and you'll be better fitted and suited for when you get there. So, yeah. and that, and that, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, so to summarize, look at your fantasy schedule, trade away your buyer players, especially the teams that you're going to be playing on bye weeks. Uh, penalise them a little bit for doing that. Manage your benches better. Waver ahead of schedule. Look for the guys that may not be relevant now, but may become relevant in, in weeks to come. And drop the dead wood. Drop the players that you're not going to actually start bar an injury and you could easily replace anyway. Uh, and trade for league winners. We've just run through a huge raft there of what the schedules look like across positions, whether it be for, for your team now in the regular season to make the playoffs or whether it be actually for... Um, to make the playoffs and pick up the players that are going to help you win the league once you get there. Um, and finally, trade away Aaron Jones for anybody you can possibly feasibly get for him, I think, is the bottom line of advice. Well, from, uh, if, you can, if, you get Javon, if you can get Javonta <laughs> Williams, if you can get Javonta Williams right now, or... I think in redraft, get, that's a deal you could do. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's a deal you could do in redraft. I think if you can get Javonta mm. Williams right now, or... James Connor. James Connor. Yeah, James Connor might be a good one. Or even... Uh, if you could try and get James Robinson. Yeah. But there's nothing stopping you. If, you know, if someone's got Alexander Mattinson and, and James Connor, Aaron Jones for both of them probably sits you quite nicely. Uh, so. Yeah, but you might have to chuck in. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, 
I, I just there's too much about Aaron Jones right now that's screaming red flag that I just don't want part of. So, Fine. um, I enjoyed that. Yeah, good. That's a that's a good little look. I'm gonna I wrote notes so um, when I don't win all of my playoffs, I'll be coming back to you. Um, but it's a sad day this week because I'm gonna lose my only unbeaten team that I've got left. Um, oh no! I know. I know. It's a league you're in as well. Made it eight and zero, and I finally found defeat. So that's me now. Oh, okay. I know which league it is. Yeah. Not got a team without defeat. So hey ho, never mind. I've um, still got three. Still got three going. I've squat squeaked a couple. That's why uh, I'm the host and you're the analyst, Murph. Right there. <laughs> well, I have a lot more teams as well. Um, someone's just asked me to plug the website. The website is fiveyardrush.co.uk. Um, so you can find it there. I will post. Um, I'll post what I've just put up there. I've got it in note form. I'll tidy it up tomorrow. I'll post it uh, at some point tomorrow and we'll get it out. Yep. Fine. And also, last plug usual... about the free roll. Yes. Yeah, just about the free roll contest. Check the DFS guys out. Amazing. Over yep. 1,200 people entered this week. So thank you so much. Really blessed to have that many people enter. Um, in And congratulations to our winners who won. Um, some money. Congratulations. And... Yeah, tune in on Thursday how you can join in this week and play DFS for free. Absolutely no deposit required. Uh, absolutely no need to uh, part with any money. It's a completely free contest. So check Fantastic. out the show on Thursday. On Fan Team. Yeah. Um, I believe the college guys are up after us, correct? Uh, yes, I think they are. There is talk that they might move day, but I'm not sure if that's happening today or not. So, uh, yeah, I think they are on in a couple of minutes, hopefully. Fine, we shall. Well, hang around, and if they're not, then you're not. Out. <laughs> if they're not on my five past eight, then they won't be. <laughs> Fine, Dynasty DFS guys, you spoke about coming up Thursday. Um, and I think that's about everything. IDP will be out Friday, I think it is, isn't it? Uh, IDP show will be out uh, Thursday. Oh, uh, matchup show yeah, with Rich. So, just a quick PSA from me if you didn't catch it. Um, I will not be producing much for the rest of the week. I am moving house. So, um, in terms of Rich will be back with the um, matchup show later on in the week. Uh, you will be doing the Wave Wire show next week and you will have Rich for the flagship. So I won't be here for the flagship show. Add Aaron Jones. Week. Everyone just dropped him apparently. So. <laughs> Add Aaron Jones. Maybe this is a great psychological ploy to use a platform to grab Aaron Jones everywhere I can. It's not. Really with Aaron Jones. If, you, yeah. if anyone sends me a trade offer with Aaron Jones, I'm just going to reply back and say thanks for listening. Um, I have Aaron Jones on that side. I've just suffered my first defeat. And so <laughs> just blame it on Aaron Jones. Yeah, um, yeah, and obviously I'm looking forward. I have Rich here with me again next week as well for for the Roundup flagship show next week. So we may look at something similar from a dynasty perspective. Let's use his knowledge on that area of the field and and see what he's looking to do with his sides that are on the bubble and uh, and see how it differs. I guess so. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add, Murph, or are we done? And we'll let the college guys come on as soon as they're ready. No, I'm all done. Thanks very much for tuning in and thanks very much for hosting I look forward to watching next week and not being here that's it and don't forget to follow us week 11 that's it 5 Yard Rush on Twitter Facebook Instagram and I'll let you do your usual sign off live go for it yep as always keep rushing
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.